San Diego Comic-Con 2022 was the first in-person SDCC for about three years. They did have some restrictions in place. You had to either be fully vaccinated or have a negative COVID test within the prior 72 hours. Then you would go and get checked in. You can see that wristband there in the picture on my right wrist. And they really enforced this. I mean, you couldn't even cross over from the gas lamp to the convention center unless you had that around your wrist. And then to enter, you had to be wearing a mask. So they took the COVID stuff really serious. I'm not sure if that's the reason, but everyone I spoke to agreed that the attendance seemed to be down from prior years. I decided to fly to San Diego this year because I'm just getting too old for that 10-hour drive across multiple states. So we enjoyed the drive from the airport to our hotel. We actually got lucky and got into the Hilton Bayfront. The whole city embraces the con. Even the hotels wrap themselves with advertisements. This here, the Hilton Bayfront where we stayed, had American Horror Story. When we were checking in, we noticed they had a photo contest. And so we decided, eh, might as well enter. Why not? You might actually win. There's so much to do even just on the outside of the convention that it's, uh, it's mind-blowing. All of the networks had stuff set up for their new shows or things that were having subsequent seasons. Uh, there's a big blow-up of Ozzy because he was there. Bob's Burgers, the movie. Um, like I said, every place around the gas lamp had something to do with the convention. And if you look around in the background, you can see the hotels, like I mentioned, that were wrapped with upcoming shows as well. They, they, every space was used for some type of advertising. Uh, here you could go in when they were open uh, during operating hours and check out all their new shows. They had some interactive displays. Uh, they're doing a remake of Quantum Leap, one of my favorite shows, so I hope they do it justice. Just like I said, you don't even need a ticket to get in, and you didn't have to have a wristband to go to the gas lamp area, so you could just walk around and check out all the cool stuff. This is the new Game of Thrones, I guess you would call it prequel, and they had a little setup. People were fighting, you know, medieval fighting, and then if you look here in the background, you see another wrapped hotel. If you couldn't find space in the convention center or outside in the gas lamp, there's always the sky. Here is that floating Shark Week blimp. Remember I told you you needed to have a wristband to get across? Well, there's the sign. Here is the Hall H line. They opened it up a little earlier because they need to get those people in and seated before the first panels start. Uh, Hall H holds uh, approximately 6,000 people. It's the the biggest hall. I believe uh, Hall 20 is the, the second biggest. But Hall H is the one where all the big presentations are with all the big announcements where they you know finally confirm what's coming out for Marvel and DC and all the big movies. You know, all the big stars who come and do panels, they're usually in Hall H. Yeah, and you can see everybody's happy that they've opened the Hall H line. Those people had to wait in line for no long time uh, to get in there. Hall H usually has, you know, like I said, the premiere presentations. Typically, you know, on those big presentations, they have a lot of cool swag they give away. That's kind of the only way you get it. And you can see everybody holding up their wrist to show they have their band because they won't let them in without the band and a mask on. So yeah, Hall H, 
is where a lot of people want. I, I used to wait in line for Hall H, but I'm too old for that now. I can't sleep on the concrete in the marina. And the line did stretch all the way back to the marina. In years past, the buses that brought people in from Mission Valley and other outlaying areas used to pull up in front of the convention center to drop people off. That didn't happen this year. I don't know where they dropped them off because we were staying right there at the bayfront. We walked over, but I'm guessing it was probably over by Petco Park and they had to walk across the bridge. One of my favorite parts about cons is all the cosplay. And San Diego brings out some of the best. They have some of the most creative cosplays show up at San Diego, uh, especially this guy right here with his fabulous fit. Yeah, he really played it up. It was a, it was a great costume. Uh, you have so much, so much creativity there. All these, there's Vecna. Uh, I guess the Upside Down has a portal in San Diego. Show enough. That's, a, that's an old school throwback. I'm not sure anybody catches it. But yeah, all the cosplay is just amazing at San Diego. And this is just a small sample. I couldn't capture them all. There were so many and they were so great. I tried to get the more creative ones that I could get close to and get a picture. Uh, usually it's very, very packed out in the gas lamp. But like I said, attendance was down. So it was a lot easier to navigate, get around, and get pictures of all the cool stuff. The first place I usually visit when I go inside the con is Artist Alley. I am a sucker for good art. And if I can get original artwork, even better. Uh, prints, easy to come by, but as you can see, the original artwork is a little more pricey. They're just one of. They didn't make a ton of those. But you can look around, uh, find your favorite artist. You can usually find something, you know, pretty affordable. Uh, don't forget, you know, that's how these guys make their living. So you're not going to get it for cheap, especially the original stuff. Now, this here looks like Murderer's Row of comic artists. Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo, Jonathan Glapion. And it's even better when Todd McFarlane shows up and photobombs him from behind. Lots of talent. Here we got uh, some more independent artists. I believe it's Potsy. He does a lot of the Keen Spot comics. We just, uh, here is the image booth. So many people there. Uh, Nick Dragota, everybody was signing their stuff. Uh, there we got somebody signing Ghost Cage. Just so, Mr. Barnes. So much cool art there. Even some of the Disney artists were there. You might recognize this piece. It was used in the Herald Post way back in 1982 for the El Paso Comic Con. On to the nerdy collectibles. Hasbro pulled out all the stops. You got Bumblebee there. And right on top of the hood was Wheelie. You might remember him, the little stealth guy from Transformers. Some life-size busts. These things, the detail on them are amazing. From across the room, you know, if they weren't just the bust, you might mistake them for an actual person. These are some of the more detailed statues you can get. And they weren't all just superheroes. As you can see, we have some Egyptian gods. Uh, Anubis there, the jackal god who weighs your heart to see if you can go to heaven. Here's a cool statue of Naruto. And let me show you their big setup there. If you know anything about Naruto, you know he loves his ramen. And there's a big bowl of it. A lot of Jurassic Park dinosaurs for the new Jurassic Park, or I'm sorry, Jurassic World movie. Some more uh, smaller statues, but still very, very detailed. You can see the grimace on Voldemort's face. 
Uh, go over here. We'll check out Gandalf the Gray before he came back as the White. They had a bunch of these smaller figures. Uh, don't let the size fool you. Even though they're smaller, they're still still really, really detailed, really great pieces to add to your collection. Not everybody has room for those monstrous, you know, premium format, epic-sized, or even life-size type statues. So these really, really look good on your shelf. As you can see here, they got them behind glass because people are people, and if they could touch them, they would, and they don't want that. We have a lot of the old movies represented here. You saw Jaws. There's uh, the Bandai Gundam setup. Gundam, pretty big with the uh, the collectors. If you ever watched the anime or read any of the manga, Gundam, very, very popular. And they have some of the coolest looking mechs uh, in any of the animes. Big, big Masters of the Universe setup. All these figures with the castle. Then you go on to the movie replica stuff. And you got, you know, Gremlins. Everybody loves Gremlins and E.T. But this next thing I'm going to show you gave me nightmares i don't know if you guys remember the movie this was in but it was scary star wars was represented pretty well throughout the whole convention but here we have a big setup of some of the costumes used you know we got boba fett there in the dinjarin uh, some stuff from mando the obi-wan kenobi series there's the big boy darth and this one uh, from Andor, which hasn't premiered yet. It's coming up soon. This uh, is one of my favorite interactive ones. You actually have Bowser made of Legos behind you. It moves, and they capture it all digitally for you, so it looks like you are running away from Bowser. Mega cool. Clerks 3 coming out very soon, and they had a little interactive display. You can get your picture with them. Okay, Funko. Funko's a whole nother story. It was one of the exclusives you had to get tickets for. Uh, you had to enter into a raffle ahead of time. You had a number of picks depending on your, you know, your day for the ticket. I think it was 12 entries per day. I didn't enter in any of the Funkos as I knew everybody else would. I entered all mine into the Aussie signing. I was lucky enough to win the Aussie signing. So you had to go Saturday morning it's between 6.30 and 9 a.m. in the sales pavilion to get your Aussie wristband, which allowed you to get in line for the Aussie autograph. They told you the autograph signing started at noon. Don't line up before 11. Nobody listened. People started lining up around 9.30. I think I got there around 10, and I was pretty far back in line by that time. And they stayed just all across the wall on the interior and then let us into the booth, as you can see here, 10 at a time. You can't see Ozzy or Todd. They're sitting down signing. They didn't really look up much. They would sign and push the thing to the side, and everybody would sign. So there's actually four autographs on here. It was to promote his new Patient Number 9 album and the comic book that Todd McFarlane was going to be working on with him. It was signed by Ozzy and Todd McFarlane, Sean Alexander, and Jonathan Glapion. Leaving the convention center, we saw a life-sized Wally that was just amazing this thing was articulated in so many different ways you saw him raise his eyebrows now he's going to wave bye bye that was outside the convention center and it's not san diego comic-con without the religious protesters and here's a little clip for you to get an idea of how they are the world is telling you how to dress the world is 
for Friday and Saturday, so on Sunday we had to go out and stay in the Moxie in the Gas Lamp District. But that was okay. It was a cool little room. It was tiny, but they did have a lot of games down in the lobby, and we partook of Rock'em Sock'em Robots. This is part of the Marriott group of hotels, a little boutique-looking hotel, and they have some arcade games as well. But the Gas Lamp is a huge party. Here we can see uh, the Mandos cruising in style through the gas lamp. Really cool looking car, even cooler looking outfits. Uh, these guys were kind of doing laps around the gas lamp. You know, they, they want to be seen. They got a nice car. They got uh, cool helmets. Why not? But they weren't alone. You also saw Deadpool going around on his three-wheel bike. They had a cool little setup for Starfleet Outpost, a little bar. Movies had a pop-up out in the gas lamp. And they had the actual menu, cow tippers, chocolate-covered pretzels, you name it. Dungeons & Dragons Tavern, never got a chance to get in there. The line was around the block all the time. But if you go out there, check out Ghirardelli's Chocolate. You just That chocolate is amazing, some of the best chocolate there is. They even had ice cream for it. So while you're on the gas lamp, enjoy the party. That was the quick and dirty of my San Diego Comic-Con experience. Everybody's experience is going to be different, of course. I can't show you everything that goes on there. You can't do everything that goes on there. It would be a weeks-long mini-series <laughs> for all that stuff. There's so much stuff just on the outside of the con before you even get into the con. And when you get into the con, it's just sensory overload. So I hope that you saw some stuff you liked, and if you did,